0: faith stories. My now wife, Chelsea, was like, uh, hey, you're coming to church with me on Sunday.
1: And I was like, all right, I've, you know, I've been looking at the Bible, you know, let's let's do this.
0: Fish and memories.
2: When I first started, I was just fish, fish, focus on the fish, focus on the fish. And I see the kid catching fish, I'm like, good job, perfect, awesome. And then he goes up there and I'm like, we're catching Slot Snook. And this kid's up here going, oh, the breeze. I'm like, I,
1: like, that. this is exactly what it's about.
0: Meaningful conversation. You have to stay in the word. You have to have a good support system. You have to know what the end goal is. You have to know who God is. Positivity. This is the Faith and Fishing Podcast. With your host, Cam Steele.
2: If your identity is you're an angler, um, whenever you're not doing well on the water, that's whenever you can't be content.
1: And Robert Randall. And his timing is perfect we might not always agree with it uh, and we might not always understand it at the moment
0: bring you interviews with some amazing guests from the fishing community and discuss all things to do with fishing and their faith welcome to the family
2: hey y'all welcome back to the faith in fishing podcast i'm cam
1: hey and i'm robert
2: and the the ridiculous noise that you hear behind me is my neighbor's dog buckley um but (laughs) we are back with another awesome episode um this week It is going to be robert and myself um and we are just going to kind of get y'all caught up on everything that's going on with us in terms of in terms of fishing um and in terms of the podcast, everything, uh, kind of go over some goals that we have and kind of uh, share some visions of the of the future and all that good stuff. So, uh, Robert, how's it going, man?
1: Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, just getting excited for the start of the, uh, the kayak tournament season. Um, when this comes out, uh, we'll already know who won the uh, Hobie on the Harris chain. This is the... Wednesday before that. So they're down there practicing now. And so I'm kind of following some people in that and looking forward to, uh, you know, following along on tourney X. And uh, I think right now there's 146 or 47, uh, anglers signed up for it. So it's a little bit different this year. They've got the, uh, up period goes all the way to Friday afternoon, I think. So you'll probably get maybe a couple more people that are close enough and get the itch to drive down there and sign up. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. And, uh, then we got, uh, you know, I think the winter, uh, local trail, I think they're going to do one this next Saturday. So when this comes out on, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, it'll be coming up this next weekend. Uh, anybody in North Carolina, uh, look up car- Carolina kayak anglers. So I think we're doing an online, uh, statewide deal on, uh, that Saturday, maybe the third, I think, is when it is. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but other than that, just working, going to watch uh, kids play ball and uh, doing the deal. What about you?
2: Um, I mean, the same. Um, just got some uh, some parts come in for uh, uh, the sonar pod modifications that I'm going to be doing um, with the help of, uh, of NACWA and, um, getting my, getting my feel free set up to get out there and, and catch some fish. I, uh, still have not had a chance to get it out. Uh, Robert and I were just talking before the, before we hit record, the, uh, the weather has just not cooperated at all with us. Um, it has, it has been, uh, uh, Ridiculous winds, ridiculous rains, and uh, ridiculous cold temperatures that we've been dealing with. We talked about it last week. Um, this, right, Today was 71, 72 degrees, something like that. Felt, uh, felt, oh, yeah, humid, you, muggy. Yeah. It you felt to like air muggy today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we are, um, I like this, this Saturday, it's supposed to be a little warmer, but it's supposed to be a complete washout rain all day long and I'm like, and storms all day long. And I'm like, yeah. seriously, what's, what's, what's Sunday uh, yeah. like and that? And everything,
1: everything around here. Is so blown out that it's hard to find any water that's not, I mean, just totally blown out. All the rivers and lakes are, uh, you know, yeah. still real high. And then with the rain this weekend, it's going to be the same way.
2: Yeah. And then Saturday, it's going to be kind of off and on rain and, or Sunday, it's going to be kind of off and on rain and really windy. I'm like, man, I don't know that I'm, I'm going to be taking it out this weekend either. Um, But, you know, we, it would give me a chance to get a, to get that sonar pod built. Um, I'm going to film that and, and, uh, hopefully get some more some more content creation stuff started this year than I did last year I keep saying that every year and never actually follow through on it but yeah you know, maybe this year's a year um, and at least until may um, get <laughs> out <laughs> get all, all the stuff filmed before May and then you'll have uh, uh, yeah. Whenever I'm up in the middle of the night, rocking the there movie, you go. I, can, uh, I can maybe do a little bit of editing or something.
1: But yeah, the editing the editing is the time consuming part. I, I've got uh, a lot of video that needs to be edited, but hey. it's it's the you know it's the time of the editing, and um, I think you know there's a lot of people that get a good process down on um, you know using the voice commands on GoPros, even though that's Mildly aggravating when you're watching a video like stop recording GoPro or start recording go that's you know a little bit aggravating but it also helps them those people that do it that way get the content out because they really uh, don't have as much video to go through because they're starting and stopping a whole lot more at least you know one of their camera angles anyway so right um You know, once you get a system down, it becomes easier, but I haven't found that system yet. I just keep all the cameras rolling. And then sometimes just the uh, management of the storage of all the files is is cumbersome because those files are super big. And so I've got some external drives and just the fact of switching them from the SD cards to the external drives to edit, um, uh, you know, it's a whole process, which, yeah. Uh,
2: and a lot of times, you know, you're looking at six to six to 10 hours of footage. Some, some days, you know, it's, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of footage. And like, for me, it's like, I have two, two cameras or are So they have the button that I can press and be like, all right, I can save that one. Like the last, however long I set it for. Um, but I can't reach either of my cameras <laughs> yeah. one's way up over, over my head. And the other one is way up at the front of the kayak. I can't, I can't just reach over and, and hit the button. So, um, so I, I just put a big SD card in, plug them that's into the battery and, and just let them roll all day. Yeah. Um, uh, but.
1: That's what I do. I do the same thing too. Now on the tactic cams, I, I watch a lot of uh, uh, duck hunting videos, YouTube and, is that the one where they have the option where you, like I see a lot of people have that mounted under their barrels um, yeah. and, and they, they, they bounce their gun and there's some kind of vibration that turns that on and off. And I don't know if it's the Tacticam brand or not that does that, but I see a lot of people, they'll have another view and then they'll want that uh, view down the barrel of the shotgun and you'll see them in the, in the duck blind and they'll hit the gun and then raise it up when they get ready to shoot. Is that the same do you know anything about that?
2: So that is the same the same company that makes the camera. Um, that's like the original Tacticam. Um, and I, I, well, it's 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 the one that's called the Tacticam. Um, the, uh, I think they're on like version 5.0 or something like that now. Um, but I don't know much about their hunting one. The one that I have is called the Fisheye. Um, oh. And that's the one that they, I, I want to say they worked with uh, Chad Hoover on to to get that um to get that dialed in but it um the same company just different camera so i'm not as familiar with that one cool <clears throat> um but yeah we've um yeah you, know, you hinted last week about something going on with uh with Berkeley and uh the the tackle talk podcast and you didn't want to spoil it for me I have now listened to that podcast so if you wanted to uh to um, mention mention whatever it was you were going to mention last week. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't even have any idea. I just know that <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what I was going to tell you or I didn't want to tell you, but I just found that podcast was like, you know, super cool to listen to. I just thought there was a lot of information that was shared in that. Um, you know, I, I guess probably the one thing that sticks in my brain about that podcast is um, oily scents don't work. Uh, it has to be a, a water base, which um, I'm using. I don't even remember what kind I'm using, but I know they're in a uh, they're in a tube like toothpaste, so it's not a. I don't feel like what I'm using is an oil base. I'm sure it has some type of oil in it, but um, it dissolves pretty easily in water. So I'm um, I i do not know. It's something I need to look into definitely because that's one thing that stuck out in my mind uh, was the oil base versus the water base um, since. But other than that, I'll have to go back and re listen to our podcast to see maybe if that jogs my memory. Okay. Yeah. I, I will say the
2: one thing that really stood out to me is how good of a journalist Andrew
1: Hayes is. dude. It's ridiculous. I mean, Mm -hmm. just the questions that he asked and he had the part at the end where, you know, he, recorded other people asking questions and then he asked questions and um, you know and even from I don't know how long he's been doing his podcast but i listened to it from the from like almost the first couple of ones I found it it wasn't very long into what he was doing and you know you listen to it and I'm like damn this dude is good like this is like well put together Professional. I'm like, this has got to be somebody that was a radio DJ that is so comfortable talking. And then, you know, I, maybe I followed him on Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, this can't be the same guy. Like, this is no way that this is the tackle talk guy. And just you see him and just his, his knowledge for, I'm not even sure how old he is, but he's a lot younger than I am for sure. But just his knowledge and his like you said, his his uh, journalistic ability, if that's a word. But I mean he was asking some very good questions and he does too, and you you can hear that in all of his podcasts. I mean, he has no no telling how much time he puts into each one of those researching and getting his questions together. And yeah, they're just they're fun to listen to.
2: Yeah, and I mean like he's he's so good at just um just presenting the information to you. Like, even though he has like, he has things that it's like, this is what I believe in. Like, this is, this is the brand that I believe in, but he's yeah. not going to like, he's, he's not going to take it away from another brand. If it's, if it's like, he, he'll straight up tell you that the most comfortable uh, baitcaster to hold is the, the, the new Daiwa 100 or the Tatula 100, even though, he is a diehard Shimano guy. Um, so he uh, like he's so good at presenting that information to you because like. Like with Berkeley stuff, you know, take it, uh, take it or leave it like. Listening to the Berkeley scientists, that's that's great and all, but they work for Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Like, to a certain extent, they're still salesmen, so I'm not going to take everything they say as gospel but it's nice to have that information there. And it's another piece of information that I can take with me. And on that, on that day that I'm having a little bit of trouble getting a bite, I can be like, you know, this Berkeley scientist said this, maybe I should try this. So it's, it's just a, he, he does a really good job of just presenting that information to you um, in a way that is, is literally just, I'm, I am writing this, this journal, um, this, this journalism piece that is, it's just presenting information, no bias, no opinion. Just this is, this is what they said.
1: Yeah. And he's, you do have to listen to that with a grain of salt. And I'm, I don't know, I haven't seen any other uh, videos come out about that or anybody else talk about that. Um, uh, I'm sure there's probably some more stuff out there cause there was a lot of content creators that, um, uh, were at, they were at that meeting. I know. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there'll be some stuff coming out if there's not already, I just haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah, you do have to take that with a grain of salt and understand that, yeah, those people work for Berkeley. Berkeley put it on to put more information out there and to get people to put content out about it. So more people listen to it and go buy their products. There's no doubt about it, but it still to me is hard to believe that a company, that there's anybody else out there that's putting as much research into bass fishing and baits as what Berkeley is putting into it. Um, and
2: I will say, like, how smart on Berkeley, I do. yeah. To to have a science expo, a bass fishing science expo, and have it at NASA.
1: Yeah, like, uh, to, the thing was it
2: as a science expo to begin with, and then. Um, I mean, this was, this was just a, like, we're releasing two new baits. That's what this was. And then they, that's all they had to do and they turned it into something completely like something that they're going to have to redo every year.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know if it'll have the same impact of, if, of every year, but definitely occasionally I think they're going to have to go back and, and do some more of that. And, I mean, it was whoever, whatever marketing person came up with that is not getting paid enough because it was uh, put together well and, um, you know, they're going to get a lot of exposure out of that, you know, for, for no telling how long because people will still pull up those podcasts and videos and that's the cool thing about putting content out there. Um, you know, I've got about, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 videos. But there's about three or four that always outperform and I did them a long time ago and it's some of the crappiest videos that I've ever done and they consistently get views year round. Um, Not a lot because, but a lot for me compared to the other videos that I, that I've done, you know, it's just that content is going to be around for forever Um, and it's pretty cool. I mean, I I hardly even, I'll watch sports on TV, but normally if I turn something on, it's on YouTube and it's either fishing related or I don't know, I'm pretty good. I like some car wrecks too. So you might, you might go down a rabbit hole of just, uh, you know, dash cams and that's pretty good stuff too. But, uh, yeah, that, that Berkeley stuff is, um, top notch and, um, you know, I'm going to look for some more. Stuff coming out, but right now I'm cramming videos of Lake Murray, trying to get ready for this uh, Bassmaster deal that's coming up, which is one thing I wanted to talk about. I know you've got a list of things you want to talk about too, but uh, this Bassmaster going on at Murray, as of this morning, there were 66 people signed up for it, and it's it's exactly a month from today, or as the calendar rolls, uh, today's the 24th, and it's on February the 24th, so. Um, you know, four weeks out and there's, well, this morning there was 66 tonight. There's six, the last time I looked, there was 69, but, um, I put together a little map of where all those people were from just because sometimes I get bored at work and have too much time on my hands, but, um, it's pretty cool to look at. I think the Northeast is dominating, um, <laughs> Where everybody's coming from so far. And I don't know how far those people are driving, but Massachusetts has a ton of people in there. Uh, there's some New Hampshire people in there. Uh, I think a couple of Connecticut, uh, but it's pretty cool to look at. And South Carolina, North Carolina, there's not many people signed up from the states that are right around there. And it's because it's a month out, but with almost, with almost 70 people signed up with a month to go, um, I'm going to go on record as saying, it's going to be probably the biggest Bassmaster event that kayak event that they've had. Um, I I think there's going to be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to probably get 250 or more. Um, And this will probably make it, make them look at putting a cap on it right now. There's no cap. Um, But this one, because of where it's located and when you look at it on a map, Obviously, you're going to pull a lot of South Carolina, a lot of North Carolina, a lot of Georgia, a lot of Tennessee, and then not counting all of the um, PKAs, all the pro kayak anglers that are driving, you know, and hitting almost all of, or I won't say almost all, but a lot of those guys and girls are hitting a lot of the Hobies and a lot of the Bassmaster events. So I think it's going to blow it out of the water, but I've been spending all my time. Um, uh, finding content on Lake Murray and trying to figure out, uh, you know, where I'm going to fish at for that. And hopefully I'll get to pre-fish a little bit before it goes off limits, but with the rain and stuff, we'll see. Uh, but I know KBN this week too, going on that whole national circuit deal had, uh, Carl, uh, Jackson on, uh, that was a good listen. Uh, or watch. I'm sure a lot of people watch it live, but I usually go back and listen to that as a podcast. Uh, so I listened to that today and, uh, I thought that was a really good, um, it was really interesting to me because, you know, we're, we're looking at kayak stuff all the time and I feel like, you know, he's sponsored by Hobie and I feel like he fishes out of the kayak a lot, but it was surprising to me. Like, uh, you know, they were asking him about rod storage or, um, you know, I think Lambert asked him, do, you know, do you have a, something to store your tackle under the seat? He was like, oh, no. And, and he was telling him all this stuff. And <laughs> Carl was like, oh, man, that that's a great idea. I'm, I'm going to stop by the dugout and I'm going to get that and I'm going to get this. And, you know, but it's just it's really interesting. Like, you know, obviously he's on the Elite Series, so he can – fish with anybody that's in the kayak series and there's a lot of great anglers in the kayak series but it, it'll be interesting to me to see uh how he how he matches up and he's he's doing it with no trolling motor which i thought was interesting as well you got this bass boat guy who's going just pedals when now you can use a trolling motor in the hobie so there's a lot of things about that uh podcast live show that i found very interesting so uh definitely gonna have my attention this weekend or this past weekend when this comes out, but uh, we'll see how that all plays out,
2: yeah, for sure. um yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to to get into was not just talk about um the the national trails, but I wanted to see what you were planning on fishing this year
1: so um my plan as of now is i'm I'm signed up for Murray already. Um, and I'm going to see how that goes. If I can get in a close enough range where it's worth it to me to go do two more and try to qualify, I'm going to go and do, um, the Susky. And then I'm going to go to, I think that other one is on Gunnersville, the next closest one for me. Um, and I'm not sure they're in that order. Uh, but if I don't get, if I don't do well in, <laughs> in the uh, Murray one, then I don't know. I may still go to the Suski because I want to go back up there. Uh, I did the Hobie two years ago up there. and uh, some you know, Redemption. Yeah. I mean, I didn't catch a whole lot of fish um, and I left a day early because um, I just felt like I, I needed to, I probably had sports stuff going on or it's, it's hard. And, and, uh, you know, I've even heard quite a few podcasts lately talk about balancing that tournament to drive to do tournaments, but then work, family, everything that's going on. Uh, that's one reason I'm not at, not doing the Harris chain. I really wanted to go and do the, the Hobie on the Harris chain. And, uh, you know, my youngest son, he, he plays basketball, so he has a basketball game Friday night. I didn't want to miss that. And then it's early in the year uh, to be traveling that far for me. And I don't know. I just, you know, just that balance work. I didn't want to take a day off. Um, I don't know. But, you know, this that whole and act. And so um, it's a big deal to take a couple of days. And even if you go pre-fish Thursday Even if I work Thursday or Wednesday, and I and I go down, I drive from here and go Thursday and pre fish. That's going to be all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all day Sunday. By the time I get back, it's going to be ten o'clock, which is not a terrible drive from here. But that's four days away from your family and your kids, and um, you know, for some of the younger people, and you know, some people are in different situations, but. Um, for me, you know, so if I don't get in the top, I don't know, maybe 70 or so, I probably, I might do the Susky just cause I want to go back up there. But if I did, I'd probably just go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I'll probably fish the Hobie on, uh, Norman, I think is where, where they're coming to. Of course, that'll be, that's the no motor one because Queen city, Um, But I'm okay with that. I did okay on Norman before, so I I would probably fish that. And then I'm just going to do the um, Central Carolina kayak fishing. Um, I'm already signed up for their Angler of the Year, and then I'm signed up for the uh, Carolina Kayak Angler's um, Angler of the Year. So I'm just going to do the local stuff, but I have a list of a spreadsheet. Um, You guys can can find especially if you're North Carolina because Dontrell Sullivan puts one together so um, I stole his list that he had and then I marked the ones that I wanted to do and there were 17 that I wanted to do so out of that 17 I'll probably end up doing I hope to make like close to 10 I I probably will end up like 8 or 9 and it's just according to how I do on the first ones and according to how I don't have our son's travel basketball or travel baseball schedule yet. So it'll be kind of where that falls to. Um, right. Yeah. What about you?
2: I hear you. Well, for me, um, I am planning on fishing a few of the CCKF stuff. Um, but most of it just depends on, um, when baby gets here, how, how everybody is doing all that good stuff. Um, So family, family is going to take, take precedence, um, every year, but especially this year, we just, um, probably not going to get as much fishing done as, as years past, but, um, still, I'm, I'm hoping to get out, um, a few times and, and, and get after, get after them and, you know, enjoy some of the, some of the camaraderie and stuff because, um. I mean, for, for tournament fishing, I am a competitive person, but I am not someone who needs competition in order to enjoy something. Um, I'm not somebody who, who like thrives on competition. Um, so for me, the camaraderie is why I fish tournaments. Um, I, in a lot of ways, the competitive aspect takes some of the fun of fishing out of it for me. Um, so I, uh, I pick and choose the right ones. Um, and then um, I, I try to pick and choose ones that I get to get to spend more time with, with people. Um, so, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, see how that ends up going. Um, that's uh, in terms of fishing, I don't have any lofty goals or, or plans or anything like that. I, I am hoping to to hit the CCKF opener on Harris, um, and you know that that lake and season openers
1: has a has a bit yeah, of a history. So
2: we'll see. <laughs> <it goes. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a rough one. I mean, it's I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Harris is going to be okay this time. I feel like – the it, I think we're due for a good weather event on Harris mm-hmm. in, in early March. I think, it. you know, you get some of those March days that are in the 75, 80-degree range. And I, I swear there was one March when I was cutting grass. It had to be like eight years ago, and I felt like summertime that year started in March. It got hot early, and it stayed hot the whole year. Um, so – I'm not really wishing for it to get hot then, but um hopefully there won't be ice hanging off the kayaks uh, for that one because we've we've been there and done that one before, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: y'all are probably tired of hearing hearing about it uh from us, but yeah, we've definitely been there done that for the cold weather on Harris, and then um i am I am looking forward to uh, to hopefully getting to join everybody for Raleigh rumble this year. That's usually my other one that I I try to, I try to hit every year. Um, but that that's, that's going to be a month after, or actually less than a month after baby. So I don't know that I'll be able to, to get away for a day or not. Um, and then, you know, I'm, Kind of bum that last year they said you know that would be the last year yeah, that, that they would they would allow crabtree because the because apparently the people who like to wake up early are um they get their feelings matter more than those of us who like to sleep in so
1: <laughs> I hear you <laughs> they, they want to get that morning bite they want to get that morning bite which uh, I don't – I could care less than when the thing starts. I, everybody's on the same playing field. I don't care. He started at 9 o'clock, which I understand people want to get out there early and get that, you know, right at daybreak bite. And there, there is something to be said about that. But I also think there's something to be said about, you know, having Crabtree in the, in the mix on that. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But – I'll hit on one more thing before you go to the next thing. So, you know, you're going from, uh, one baby to two babies, which is a big, uh, a big step and uh, a step that I have been through many, many moons ago. But, uh, you know, it's important to get those days where, and, uh, you know, me and my wife kind of trade that off and it took us a while to figure that out. And, um, you know, it it's very, um, it's it's a hard balance to, you know, to find that time to go and where you're not, you don't feel like you're pushing too much stuff off on your wife and vice versa. Like my wife had, she runs marathons and does a lot of races and stuff, and she'll have a race weekend and she'll go and run a race somewhere, kind of similar to what we do with the kayak tournament so we'll go fish one or go camp friday and fish saturday and it's a couple day deal um but you know i told her hey go do your thing and then guess what next month i'm fishing this tournament i already got it marked down and she's just like yeah sounds good and it's just one of those things you guys will figure out the balance between it and and kind of you know scratch each other's backs so to say and uh you know it's 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 something good to kind of relieve that stress because if you don't then yeah, that's no good for anybody either because it's right. it it'll be a little a little hectic for a for a while until you get into the groove of, of uh playing man to man instead of zone. Now you can just zone coverage that one. <laughs> and we have we have
2: been so spoiled uh because Henry Henry has been you know I mean, obviously, there's been there's been a couple, couple rough patches here and there, but for the most part, I mean, we've just been spoiled by that kid. I mean, with the exception of of a few months, whenever he was, uh, whenever he just turned two, I mean, he slept through the night since he was six weeks old. He um, I like, he he does fine with self entertaining like. We can uh, like I can I can put him in the playroom and and start fixing dinner and just keep an eye on him. And he'll go in there and he'll he keeps himself entertained playing with his trucks and stuff. And and I'm I'm like, I don't know if I was I was that that way or not. Um, But I uh, like there's no way we're hitting a lottery twice
1: (laughs) i would say probably not but you know each one's different in their own ways and then that's what makes them special as they get older like all three of my kids are are different in a lot of ways they're the same in a few ways but they're all different individual people and they all acted different as babies and uh you know that that's what makes it great though and so you know and some of those things that were, you know, you're, in the moment that you're in, and it's just like anything else you go through, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't I can't do this anymore because, it, you know, the baby's been crying all night or, you know, I've been up for three straight nights and it's your turn to be up or whatever. And then, you know, years later you look back on like, man, you know, and then it's cool to tell your kids like, you know what, you kept us up a lot or, you know, whatever. Like we, we'll do that all the time and just <laughs> – but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You just, you guys will figure it out. You'll be fine.
2: Yeah, for sure. Now, if we could just get potty training figured out, we'll be good. Yeah, that'll come too. That's the we were we were really close, and then we switched from preschool to or daycare to preschool, mm-hmm. and that whole switch we just kind of and it was a was a big setback for us, and so. We've gotten back to the point where we are poop trained. We just, if the kid's wearing a diaper, he's like, "Hey, I hey, you
1: know tell
2: you, I don't have to." I don't That's have to, right.
1: Got to go potty. I mean, they don't want to stop playing. They want to keep you playing. Know. They don't want to take time to go to the bathroom. And I, you know what? I can't say that I blame them. There <laughs> are sometimes, especially if I'm fishing, like I don't want to stop fishing to find a place to use the bathroom. You know or stand up or do whatever you got to do and i mean i can't blame them i mean i'm i roll with it as long as you can yep
2: (laughs) for sure um but yeah what else is going on in the
1: fishing world that uh that dude I mean, what about this rear this rear side sonar live deal that you see everybody putting on there? I mean, there's so many different things like that's going on this season. To me, like watching all this unfold and people getting their boats ready and, and kayaks as well. Kayak side's going crazy too. But I can't believe the people that are putting the live sonar on the back of their boat and then putting a third graph. Or fourth graph, third graph, or a fourth graph at the, at the console because now they're just going to run alive all the time. It's like live side imaging. And I've seen multiple pros post. Uh, I don't know if they're reels, I, I don't know. They're all linked together. Whatever platform you watch short form videos on, it's blowing up right now. If, if you watch fishing content with anglers testing out this rear live sonar and I just can't help but to think it's coming to kayaks I mean yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to get one transducer these dudes are running three, four, five 4, trans, live transducers on some of these boats and then you know I'm listening to some other kayak podcast you got people running live and uh, mega 360 plus a regular graph so you, you got basically you have and then there's some people that are running dual live transducers let's put one in regular mode and then we're going to go ahead and run another one in perspective mode i'm just like dude i just want one transducer can i can i just get one and now you know even now if you have one you're going to be behind the game uh, now whether or not how much difference that makes uh i watched jordan lee and he was showing the screen on there and it looked, pretty, it looked pretty damn good on that boat that he was on today in the video that I watched. I was like, man, even I can see that's a fish right there. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I, I think at some point in time, the boat side, it, they're going to have to put a limit on transducers because if not, all you're going to have is a transducers going all the way around the boat and then just screens lined up all the way around the boat. Right. so they're, they're, at some point there's got to be a limit on the number of transducers and i'm yeah. i'm all for technology i'm not one of those people that don't think it should exist or whatever but i i do think at some point you're gonna have to put a limit on it because these dudes ain't gonna stop yeah
2: for sure i'm i'm right there with you on that i uh i'm not in the in the banit camp um i mean i I have nothing against it. Um, it's it's not for me, and I say that only because it's it's never going to be in my budget. Um, but um, I will say, I mean, I will say I'm surprised that they have not put a cap on it this year. I thought for sure this year. I didn't think they were going to ban it, but I thought they were going to put a limit on transducer numbers because last year I saw I saw it where there were there were pros that would have you know, five transducers up at the front. And it was like, it was, they had 180 live, like 180 yep. degrees, they could see it live. Um And it's like, that's, that's, that's overdoing it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's going to have to be a limit on the number of transducers. So, but then if they put a, if they put a limit on it, you know are you still going to keep your regular down side your one regular transducer if you're are you going to go let's just say they put a limit of three then it's going to be which ones do you want you know are you going to put three lives are you still going to have your you know your regular side down imaging your your traditional
2: i would imagine that they are not going to say you have to have you can have three transducers i would imagine that it would be you can have one live transducer. They're so they're not going to put a cap on other transducers, I wouldn't imagine. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah. But that would be my guess is they're going to put a cap on live transducers, but not on the others.
1: So do you think as do you think mega three sixty is a live transducer? Can you have mega uh, and a live? I don't think it's a live transducer because it's, it's,
2: it's, it's not a live transducer because it, it gives you a picture of what's down there. Not yeah. It, it doesn't give you a video right. of what is happening right this second.
1: Yeah, I agree, but we're in trouble asking that anyway, because right. nobody's banned it yet. But I do think that in 2025, you're going to see somebody step up and say, you know what, there's going to be a, a limit on it because they're just, people are just going to keep putting transducers and screens on there. And it's, you know, there, there's going to have to be a limit to it. And I mean, I, I, I don't know if the kayak side will or not, but I I can't believe that people are running multiple live transducers on on kayaks. But you know, you see it all the time, especially the national trails. A lot of those tournaments were won with forward facing sonar. Um, so we'll we'll see how this year I remember, goes.
2: I remember whenever we said, "I can't believe people are taking
1: five fishing rods on a kayak." Yeah oh uh, you're right i mean if i yeah i couldn't do it with just five now yeah I, I, but i remember because like, they're, that's just because we're all too lazy to retie something you could do it with one you just got to stop and retie it you know i yeah, mean
2: i mean but like i remember like that and i remember like you put a fish finder on a kayak how did you yeah. do that and, and um you don't have to use a paddle, so I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that we have found a way to put more than one live transducer on a kayak. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's uh it's interesting though. I think that's been kind of the that's the buzz that I've been kind of connected to is just uh, that, and uh, I think that I think the NPFL. Um, I know the first episode of the season we had uh, Hunter Bogman on. We talked a little bit of NPFL then um, I think that um, I think that's just going to keep getting bigger and uh, I think eventually that that becomes one of the main two or either there's going to be three that are kind of on the same level or you'll see. Um, MLF drop, out, drop off and and MPFL will take its place as as a two. Now this may be a few years down the road, um, but I think that MPFL is just gaining momentum, and I think it's going to keep. I think it's going to keep gaining momentum. You see them getting a more uh, bigger name anglers, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, I, I think it's going to continue on down the road the same way.
2: I'm going to go on record as as to say in three years, NPFL is going to be the the other national trail. It's going to be Bassmaster and NPFL. Th- those are going to be your, your top dogs.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I just, you know, I don't have any, I, I like watching MLF. I just, I don't think that it's been ran well and i don't see any change coming to that and i i see them to keep losing um losing anglers except for that except for that top tier maybe 10 there's probably 10 that are gonna you know dominate that uh money wise anyway but uh i don't know i'd kind of like everybody see everybody go to bass and NPFL. it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all Um, but let's see what else, what else other than that? Um, uh, you know what else kind of surprised me? I saw a post about, uh, KBF this week and they're doing a total of four tournaments this year, all in, I I think all in the South Southern region. Um, and then I was just going back and I was looking at some old tourney X stuff and, you know, in 2022, I'm not sure. I th- I did a video on it. I'll have to go back and watch my own video. But I'm pretty sure they ran, like, something stupid, like 12 trail events that year. It was a lot. Um, last year, they toned it down some, and then this year, see them go to four. I'm not sure what their participation level is going to be. Um, so I- I'm not really sure how that's going to end up. Um I fished a few a few of their things. I don't have anything against them. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, kind of the same thing as the MLF, maybe in the past hasn't been ran as good as um some of the other national trails. Uh, I can't speak to that. I, I haven't seen that personally, but um you know, it seems to be getting smaller and smaller and everybody's going to, to bass and and the Hobies. Um It'll be interesting to see what the motors, you know, Hobie allowing motors this year, it'll be interesting to see what that does and uh, where that goes. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Bassmaster has to put a, a limit. Right now there's no limit, but I have a feeling that that's, that's going to happen because the number of anglers that are already signed up, the the anglers that are – but what really caught me by surprise, there's either a couple of uh, father-son duos, maybe a husband-wife duo. I think there's like at least two, two sets of names that are the same last name from the same place that are related somehow. Maybe three sets. And that got me thinking like, okay, people are doing this Bassmaster kayak deal that don't normally do the national trails. And a lot of those people are the ones that are signed up early. Um, I signed up early just because I had enough money at that time. And I said, yeah, I better sign up now. While I got 250 because there's always things that come up with two kids going, uh, starting, you know, one kid in college, another one about to start and ball. And as much as we travel and do stuff, I was like, I got 250 laying around. I'm signing up. But there's a lot of people that are signed up for that that don't, I feel like normally fish the national trails and I don't even think you have your regular national trail people signed up yet. So it's going to be very interesting to me to see how many people um, are at Lake Murray.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, real quick, let's, uh, let's thank, uh, thank our sponsors and then we'll, I've got one more thing before we jump into, uh, into what's your favorite.
0: Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle is one of the largest canoe, kayak, and cycling retailers in the southeast, with a huge selection of kayaks, canoes, bikes, and all the accessories needed to experience paddling and cycling comfortably and safely. Get Outdoors helps to expand and educate the paddling community through their free demos held on local lakes in the Greensboro, North Carolina area, and through in-store clinics and on the water courses and demos, and will even get your new boat rigged up for kayak fishing for you. Stop by the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, or visit them online at shopgetoutdoors.com to be wowed by their selection.
2: All right. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask in terms, of, in terms of faith, in terms of this podcast, and in terms of fishing, uh, give me one goal for each that you were, you're pushing towards this year.
1: All right. Faith. Um, I want to get through reading the whole Bible this year. Um, I started doing it last year. I got about halfway and I, I fell off the proverbial wagon and I didn't I didn't follow up. Uh, but I really think feel like the series that I'm reading, the first part of that is the, really the hard part to read the Old Testament and um, a lot of the rules and regulations, so to speak. And, um, uh, quite cumbersome to read through that for me anyway, there are some other people that might want to know the lineage of everything. And, but, um, so that's a, that's a faith goal is to get through that this year. Um, a fishing goal. Um, I'm going to say catch limits, uh, in the tournaments uh if i catch a limit on a tournament uh, you know the the you're going to place well if you catch a limit especially the local stuff um uh, national stuff you know you got to find some size in there to get get up there but uh the local stuff uh catch a limit and uh what else was it faith fishing and
2: in terms of this podcast
1: oh podcast um I think just to keep growing and, you know, keep having great guests, keep asking good questions. Um, you know, I, I think really, and I've, I've been wanting to comment on this, and, and the listeners will say the same thing because I listen to a ton of podcasts and I, I don't go back and I don't re-listen to the ones that we do a lot of times. Now, there are some times where I will go back and listen to parts of it just because I want to see how it's, dumb I sounded, but, (laughs) but I, I will say, um, I really, I feel like, um, this year with the voiceovers and the work you did in between seasons, um, that's, that's huge because when you, you listen to that, um, it sounds really good. The intro sounds really good. So hats, my hats off to you for getting that done. And I really feel like that, uh, Puts us up into another level, so just hopefully now our content can match the intros and the voiceovers, and <laughs> we can just keep it rolling. So, what about you?
2: Well, first, thank you for the the kind words there. Um, but for me, uh, in terms of faith, I want to I want to do more writing this year. Um, and one of the things that I want to to write is um, I want to start going back and listening to old episodes of the podcast. And, um, I want to start writing down the things that, uh, that have stood out to me and, you know, eventually maybe end up making it into some sort of book, be it a devotional or a, you know, like a, um, uh, just a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, just a memoir of, of stuff and, and kind of just, just have another, another outlet to, uh, to kind of put my, my thoughts and my, my spiritual side of things and out there, um, for, for myself and, and for others, if it ends up ever making it to that point, um, in terms of fishing, um, I want to, by the end of the year, I want to be able to stand up in my Moken and, and fish. And I know that I will, like, the Moken is not going to be a, a platform that I can, you know, stand up and, and frog fish where I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to hit a home run over the, over the water with my, with my swing on my hook set. But to be able to stand up and work a jerk bait the way it's meant to be worked, Um, or to stand up and work a spook, um, that that's going to be game changers, like stand up and, and like be able to skip under, uh, skip under a branch with my popper 10 times easier than, than being sat down on the, on the seat. Like that is, that's, that's some, something that I want to, to really get to, um, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, and then for the podcast, um, I really want to, um, I really want to focus more on, and I haven't done it yet, but I really want to focus more on, um, uh, content outside of the podcast itself and outside of, you know, have social media posts other than just every week, Hey, here's a new episode. Here's a new episode. Um, not that there's anything wrong with those, but um, but you know, coming up in May, I am going to. Um, I won't be on the show near as much, um, but I will still be you know behind the scenes, and I'm hoping to um, to to be able to help out in that way. Um, so, I guess my goal is kind of twofold. One is to be um, is is to put out more. More content and focus on growth and um, in that aspect. And then the other is to, you know, uh, not completely disappear whenever I uh, <laughs> go on my, shall we call it paternity leave?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. All
2: right. Well, uh, this season, uh, Nakwa Adventure Gear has come on board to really help us out with our um, what's your favorite segment and. Uh, with our ability to power our kayaks and, um, and, you know, with, with that, that power bank, you know, power our, our, our everyday lives too. But, um, so a uh, big shout out to them and we are, uh, even whenever it's just me and Robert, we're going to do a, a little bit of a, what's your favorite. So, um, we are going to, uh, we're going to get that started now.
0: It's time for what's your favorite powered by nakwa adventure gear power that fits in the palm of your hand
2: all right and i put this up there so that i would remember to do it and i have not done it yet but if you're watching um now on uh up on that corner up there we have the the nakwa um nakwa logo uh I've been meaning to do it since the start of the season and I just, I I had forgotten about the logo thing there. So, um, if you're wondering what that, that blue thing is up there, that's what it is. All right, Robert, what's your, what's your question?
1: Uh, well, I have two questions. So do you want to do yours first in case we came up with the same question or you think that's impossible?
2: Well, I came up with two also for the same reason. All right, cool.
1: (laughs) Then I'll go first. Which one do I want to ask? I'm going to go with your favorite fishing lure of all time.
2: Favorite fishing lure of all time. Wow. Of
1: all time. Yep. I already know what you're going to say. You, You do? I think so. I don't. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you if it's right. Um, gosh,
2: that's such a hard one because I can take it. Take that question in so many different ways.
1: Yep. You can only pick one. But
2: I am going with the Panther Martin. The Panther uh, Martin inline spinner.
1: Okay, that's a good one.
2: Um, uh, that. That is what I, I grew up that's that's my first memories of bass fishing. And I to this day, doesn't matter what time of year, I know that if I am in a situation where I just need a fish, I can tie on a Panther Martin and everything from from trout to catfish to
1: panfish
2: to bass to whatever, I I'm going to put something in the boat.
1: Yeah, those are good. I Actually, I was looking at some of those today online. Somebody posted a picture of, uh, I don't know, it was uh, maybe a new company that came out with a version of an inline spinner. I was like, man, that looks good. Uh, But I thought you were going to say Pop-R. Yeah.
2: The rainbow trout color, the pink and white one with the feathers on the the hook.
1: Yeah. I thought you were going to say Pop-R.
2: That was up there.
1: Yeah. That was up there. (laughs)
2: For sure. What about you, man?
1: Um, if I just had to pick one, I would. I would probably have to go my favorite, and this is not what I catch the most fish on, but a spinner bait. I just, I love throwing a spinner bait. Like I'll throw it, and when nothing's hitting it, I think I just like watching it come through the water. Um, you know, something about a spinner bait. It's just you can feel it, and I don't know. I've just always, I've always liked just the regular spinner bait. Now, I do like some inline spinners and um, you know rooster tails and you know. I think everybody. Uh, that's kind of the first. That's the first lure that I threw was was like an inline spinner, rooster tail, um, the Meps with the little gold and red lines around the piece of metal, and uh, right. there was another one that was a. Uh, I think the name of it was a blue fox. Um, that had like a little bell that would make uh, some rattles, you know, as it's going through. I I used to love throwing those too, but just a regular spinnerbait.
2: Yeah. The the Panther Martin was the one that my dad, my dad swore by and swears by. And I, uh, I mean, they're, they're made like a bullet. You can cast them a mile. And I mean, if you're, multi-species or bass or whatever I mean they they're just made to catch fish I don't know what they're supposed to look like in the water I don't know how they trigger bites but whatever it is that they're supposed to look like they apparently do it (laughs) yeah all right so since you went a fishing route I'll go a different route what is your favorite potato chip flavor
1: man that's tough um i mean it's it's really it's it's between um like that there's a cheddar sour cream mixture ruffles mix it's between that and it really is probably a three three three-way deal i'm gonna go with the cheddar sour cream because i think that's my favorite but the three potato chips that are up there is Barbecue, sour cream and onion, cheddar, sour cream. But I'll go with the cheddar, sour cream. It's pretty good.
2: I don't know what it is about that cheddar, sour cream that everybody is so like enamored with. I love it. It is not a bad chip by any means. Like it is a good chip. It is a top tier chip, but it is also the most overrated chip because everybody is like, it's the best one ever. It's yeah, like, I,
1: like, I like it. But now I will say that it man. has it has to be a, a Ruffles type chip. It has to be the thicker, you know. Now, if it's like a Lay's type chip, it's it's definitely barbecue or the sour cream in the thin Lay's type chips. Ruffle chips, the bigger ones, it's the cheddar sour cream all day. And now I, I'm, I like Pringles too. I mean, I can really – you give me a can of Pringles – of any flavor, I'm good. I like those, too. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I almost said tortilla chips, too, because it's pretty good. Tortilla chips, queso, salsa. I mean, that's up there, too. I eat a lot of tortilla chips. But I know you're talking about flavored chips, so I didn't go that route.
2: Yeah. I didn't say corn chips. I said what about you? Um, so, I I love Ruffles. Um, I, I do love ruffles, but my favorite flavor for a potato chip is salt and vinegar.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, That's a good one
2: too. I had, I have always been a salt and vinegar fan. I'll sit there yeah. and eat them till I
1: have blisters on my tongue. Yeah. I am. I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Salt and vinegar is good. My wife is like, I don't see how you can eat those things. I'm like, man, they're good. It's almost <laughs> like a, it's almost like a, a barbecue sauce. Really? that vinegar based barbecue. Yeah. It's it's right there with it. All right.
2: Well, that was that was that was fun. I I enjoy I enjoy adding that aspect to our our just us episodes. Um all right, man. Well, that is that's really all I had to talk about for this episode, man. Did you have anything you wanted to add last minute?
1: No, that's it, man. I mean, I I think it was uh it was good. I'm ready to get the season started. I'm ready for the you know, I know we probably got to still got a couple colder weeks. February in North Carolina, there's usually it's if we get snow, it's usually in February. Uh yeah, for some reason the last few years has been that way. Yeah, I
2: I've, I've got a coworker from from New York. He he just moved down here and he's like, "Is this how it always is?" I was like, "No." Nah. He he was like, he was like, does, "Does this mean winter's over?" I was like, "No, you got three more cold snaps." Yeah. You, got, you get yeah. you got you got two more in winter. And one yeah, you more get to the, late, the and, late March, and one more that we call a blackberry winter. Yeah, and it's after everything's bloomed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of jealous of all the Tennessee people because even like uh, I'm, I'm from Middle Tennessee, like North Middle Tennessee, um, and uh, usually you know Northern Middle Tennessee, you'll get some snow every year. But man, there's a big swath all the way down southern Tennessee, Southern Middle Tennessee, all the way down into Alabama. Uh, those guys got six to eight inches of snow, which they—I uh, was jealous of that. I could have—I could have dealt with six or eight inches of snow out here. I, that would have been fine with me.
2: Nah, that that kind of snowstorm would be an all hands on deck situation where I would be. Sleeping yeah, for the, you. Like at, at work, uh, I would be sleeping in one of the hotels that on the property. Yeah. Like, I, would, I wouldn't. Yeah, get that was there. no good for you, but it was. I could do it though. That'd be fine. All y'all that are kind constantly praying for snow in North Carolina, y'all can, y'all can hush your mouths. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. All right. Well, speaking of prayer, let's go ahead and pray and close this one out, man. All right. Go ahead. God, thank you for, uh, thank you for this podcast and this chance to just kind of spend time in fellowship and, and talk fishing and, and, And talk about about, um, how how you interact with our lives and and with our our fishing and uh, thank you for this podcast and for everyone who's listening whoever's listening right now pray that you touch them and and hit them right where they are and uh, put on a show in their life and put on a show through this podcast continue to speak in and through us and um, continue to uh, bless this podcast and and uh, keep it focused on on you and how you can uh, you can continue um, building a, a presence in the outdoor community god we love you it's in jesus name we pray amen amen all right well that is going to do it for this episode y'all y'all take care and god bless
1: all
0: right see you guys Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fishing podcast. Please consider supporting those that support us. Jade's Jigs lead-free finesse tackle. Use promo code FNF10 at jadesjigs.com for 10% off. Save your outdoors. Stop losing your gear. Use promo code FNFP15. SaveYourOutdoors.com for 15% off. Omnia Fishing. Check out Premium, Premium Pro, and their ambassador program. Use promo code FNF10 for 10% off at omniafishing.com. And if it's your first order, use promo code FNF15 for 15% instead. Mr. B. Lure Company. High quality, handmade baits made right here in the U.S. MrBLureCompany.com. Use promo code Faith and Fish and pod for 15% off your first purchase. Get outdoors, pedal and pet. Check them out at the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, or at shopgetoutdoors.com for all your paddling and cycling needs. And Naqua Adventure Gear, lighting, power, and all the connectors at Naqua.com. Please rate, review, subscribe on whatever app you're listening on. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.